there are so many people in the world that think they need to wait for the right moment to follow Jesus. Uh, maybe you really want to follow Jesus, but you're just not really sure exactly what it looks like to follow Jesus. You see, um, you see your friend who's a believer, and um, and you can see a difference in the way that he's compared to everyone else, and you really want to be just like that, but you just can't really figure it out. You want to make a change, but you feel like you've tried and tried again, and uh, you just can't do it. I want to tell you today, my friend, that the Bible says that you can't make a change on your own. You just can't do that. It doesn't work that way. You can't clean yourself up to come to God. You can't even almost halfway kind of sort of do that. You have to have somebody that has no sin at all to do that kind of thing. And the only person with no sin at all is God himself. That's why God himself came to step in to save us. You see, only God, Yahweh God, Jehovah God, is clean enough, pure enough, righteous enough, powerful enough to reach down and to save a human soul and to make a change in a person's life. You can't do that on your own. So you need to stop thinking to yourself, man, you know, one of these days I'm going to change. I'm going to get my act together. That's not what we see in Scripture. So um, we know that that's not what's going to happen in your life. Instead of trying to clean up uh, or your act or um, trying to figure out how to make things clean in your life, to come to God, uh, you must come to Him with a humble heart and just proclaim to Him, that God, I admit that I can't clean my act up. I can't clean up my heart. I can't clean up my life. I can't rewrite my story. God, I need you to rewrite my story because that's exactly what we see that happens in the scriptures. One particular place in scripture that is on my heart today is is in the book of Acts in chapter 9. You know, the book of Acts is kind of like the sequel to the Gospel of Luke because the writer of Luke is most probably the same writer of the book of Acts. We know this because the Gospel of Luke and the book of Acts are both addressed to most excellent Theophilus. So there's, um, there's other reasons, too, why um, most scholars believe that Acts was penned by, um, by Luke. But in the book of Acts, in chapter 9, that uh, we see that Saul was, was going to persecute God's church. He was killing Christians, and he definitely had no desire to clean up his act in the presence of God. To be honest, he thought he was doing a good job um, for Jehovah God, and, and that he um, was doing something good for the kingdom. Actually, he had the wrong worldview altogether. You know, worldview is such an important concept to understand. Your worldview is how you see the world. If you see the world through a perspective that is sincere but jaded, you can be sincere and you can be sincerely wrong. You know, that's exactly what happened with the Apostle Paul. He was so sincere and he was so passionate. And um, you know, it's good to be passionate. It's good to be a passionate person. But if you take all that passion and you put it towards the wrong thing, um, according to the scriptures, like what is that going to profit you? Um, so Paul's worldview was jaded. Paul's passion was placed in the wrong place or towards the wrong cause. And he had no desire to clean up his act. Probably, to be honest, he had no idea he was uh, needing to clean up anything at all because he thought he was doing something very good. Um, you know, he was a Jew among Jews. He was um, he was the top dog in, in Jewish culture. And so he probably thought he was do. he knew, we know that he was, he thought he was doing a good thing. I, I guess the point I want to make today for you is, is that, um, Paul's conversion is a good example for us. 
to figure out what it means for someone to come to know Christ and and really uh, understand that. Uh, Paul was riding on the Damascus Road one day. The Bible doesn't say that Paul met Jesus on the Damascus Road and he got off his horse and went over to Jesus and knelt down at his feet and said, said the sinner's prayer, became saved, and said, oh God, you know, I just want to give my life to you. It doesn't say that. It, it doesn't say he just kindly got off his, his horse and went over to Jesus. No, the Bible says that Jesus knocked Paul off his horse, and Paul had no intentions of getting off that horse. He was just on, on that road, minding his own business, but Paul was changed forever because Jesus was the one that knocked him off the horse and, uh, and knocked him off uh, out of the way that he was living and, and for his own glory, the path that he was on. Instead, he knocked him off of the horse, that horse that day so that he would turn to Jesus and live for him. And Jesus literally knocked Paul off his horse on the road to Damascus and, and he called him out of darkness into his marvelous light. Um, you know, Paul didn't say to Jesus, okay, Jesus, today I'm going to make a change. You know, um, instead, Paul um really was the one that was just in utter darkness. And Jesus um, called him out and, and, and Jesus made the change. And that's what I want for you today. You know, that God, that's what God wants for you. Maybe you're on a Damascus road today in your life and you're riding down a road in Kentucky or maybe you're traveling somewhere and, and God is speaking to your heart that you can't do this any longer. You can't just try to clean your act up and kind of get into church and do religious stuff. You know, it does not work that way according to the scriptures. We have to come to God and say, I am dirty. I'm filthy. I'm not good. You know, you're not trying to just do good. Instead, you're saying, I can't do good. And only you can do good, God. And, and I want to totally surrender to you. I want to invite you. I want to invite you today to make the decision to follow Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And, you know, these are not magic words or anything like that. Um, you know, it's not like repeat after me or something like that. But I can give you some words that you can say in your heart and just use them as a tool to God and say, God, I want to totally surrender and I'm in utter darkness and you are the light. And it's not that I'm trying to clean myself up to come to you, but instead, Jesus, I am um, just like a zombie, a person without eyes and that I am. I can't do this on my own. I can't get to heaven on my own. I can't have purpose on my own, but I need you to come and be my Savior and Lord. And he'll do that. So if you would, um, if, you've, if you're not a Christian, um, you, can, you can say words like this um, and begin a relationship with Jesus. And if you are a Christian, I encourage you to stay just a few more seconds to the end of this podcast and just pray for somebody that might be watching this or listening to this. Um, you could pray something like this. Dear Lord Jesus, I realize I'm a sinner. I realize that I am eternally separated from you because of my sin. And no longer do I want to try to be good enough because I can't be good enough. But you are good enough. Jesus, you put on skin, God in skin, and you died on the cross for me. But three days later, you rose again, victorious. And so because I can't, do good and be good on my own. You are the better one because you rose again, the one true God. So I turn from my sin and I trust in you as my Lord and Savior. Jesus, will you save me? 
Thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed a prayer like that, I just encourage you to write in a comment or uh, reach out however, and we'll try to get you involved into a good um, godly um, church, whether it's at Hillcrest, the church I'm serving at, or another one somewhere. But we want to get you plugged in somewhere and um, let you speak to somebody. But um, thank you for listening today. Have a great day. Mm-hmm.